Hello Vault Heads, this is the self-proclaimed, sarcastically named Captain Keyforge, also known as PJ Broughton of the Steel City Snufflegators. And welcome to the latest episode of Captain's Compod. Uh, today we are going to talk about the freshest and newest uh, Keyforge adventure, which is the Abyssal Conspiracy. Um, it was released uh, about a week and a f- few days ago. So relatively new, uh, just like the last Keyforge adventure, uh, all the components are free to download for print and play at home format. Uh, so yeah, we're going to talk about that today. So for the Abyssal Conspiracy, the story so far, um, the key Rakan has been vanquished, but it is not the only threat. While the Archons defeated the mythical beast, a red-eyed member of the Vortexilon's crew sabotaged the ship, gloating that the remaining seals would soon be opened and that their resonance would spread throughout the crucible. The villain escaped justice and fled into the ocean. Captain Fermi has returned to the ship to the surface for repairs, but so many questions remain. Where did this villain come from? What seals are being opened and by whom? Will the Archons ever catch a break? Fortunately, Merkins has some answers. He found a whisper conch left behind by a cultist and was able to hack the cultist telemeshing system. Through it, he has learned about the seals that the Worldbreaker cult is opening. The cult made, or found, or captured a sonic device called the Vault Binder which is the key to open the locks that hold back a resonance from another world. The cultists no longer need the vault binder to open the remaining seals, but the artifact could be found. A key can also lock what it can unlock. Clearly, the key Rackens release was only a piece of some larger conspiracy. The cult's ranks are growing with evil twins from another dimension, and the cultists clearly do not want the crew of the Vortex Helion to get in their way. Unfortunately for them, the Archons are coming to find the Vault Binder and to put an end to their schemes. So, it directly um, precipitates. Accedes to the uh, the key racking, so it comes directly afterwards. Uh, also, as well, it mentions specifically evil twins, and in the card pool, you'll see that there are some evil twins. Um, and yeah, the the point of this is to uncover what's happening there. Okay, so. In this, you take player turns. During a player's turn, they follow all the rules described in Keyforge rulebook regarding choosing a house, playing and discarding using cards, readying cards, and drawing up to a six-card hand. However, players ignore the first turn rule, which restricts the first player from playing more than one card during their turn, and the forge a key step operates differently in this Keyforge adventure, because forging a key is replaced with moving between locations. Okay. Players may use their cards and abilities as normal during their turn. If a creature is used to fight any creature in a conspiracy battle line at the same location, even if that creature is engaged with a different player. Engaged creatures are uh, assigned to be at a greater depth. So, again, it's like playing Keyforge. Um, you skip your Forge Key step, but you have the opportunity to move between a location when you do that. 
okay so that is uh, that's what happens there and we'll learn a little bit more about it in a moment now engage creatures unlike in standard keyforging this adventure each player has a distinct enemy battle line that exists above their normal battle line when a player draws a creature card from the adventure deck that creature is played on the right flank of the player's enemy battle line so in the key racken, the battle line is the same for both players the key racken just has one big large battle line that is used against player one on player one's turn and player two on player two's turn and if there's a player three against player three in this one when you are drawing the cards if you have multiple players player one when they draw cards any creatures go against them on their battle line player two when they draw cards any creatures go against them on their battle line and each player has their own individual battle line so the creatures don't get to sort of gang up and then start to hit um, all the creatures that are out there don't get to hit player one the creatures against player one go for player one the creatures against player two go for player two and not all of them cumulative going after player one and then going after player two like you'd find with the key racken now we talked a little bit about locations a moment ago there are nine locations in this keyforge adventure in a three by three square three at depth one three at depth two and three at depth three okay and now you move between locations instead of forging a key okay when a player would forge a key during their forge a key step as well as any time a card effect instructs the player to forge a key like key charge they may move to another location instead that player may move to the location directly above or below their current location or to one of the other two locations at their current depth to move to a location of the same depth or deeper a player must spend amber if they cannot spend the requisite amber to move to the desired location no amber is spent they do not move to that location the cost is modified by card effects that modify key costs forging a key at cost requires the player to spend the requisite amber to move to the desired location okay so if you ascend and move upwards it costs nothing if you ascend at the same level it costs two and if you descend to a different level it costs four okay so that is going to bring me on to conspiracy turns during the conspiracy turns the conspiracy performs several steps that mirror the steps of a player's turn it attempts to open a seal instead of attempting to forge a key and then the active player draws and uses adventure cards to resolve the conspiracy's turn the active player follows these steps okay one the conspiracy opens a seal if available Okay. At the start of the conspiracy turn, it attempts to open a seal by spending amber from its amber pool. Each seal has a unique cost as indicated on the seal tableau, beginning at two amber per seal for the first seal and scaling up to six by one amber at a time. So it goes two, three, four, five, six, because the seal is a pentagram, so there are five seals and the key cost is modified each time. If all five seals are open, the player loses the game so essentially the point of the game for the conspiracy is to spend amber to open the five seals as i say the first one costs two amber then three four five and the final seal costing six 
There is a five card sealed deck from which the seals are drawn and each time a seal is opened the top card of the seal deck is revealed. Okay, so seals are a brand new card uh, to both Keyforge and this Keyforge adventure and they are seals. The five seal cards represent the seals that the conspiracy is attempting to open. Seal cards are a new Keyforge card type. Just as players spend ember to forge keys, the conspiracy spends ember during its turn to open seals and place them on the seal tableau token. Opening seals is described in greater depth uh, a little bit later on. But uh, there are different seals, such as the burning seal. After this seal is opened, lower the tide and deal one damage to each of your team's creatures for each open seal. So that that is one of the five, obviously. I mean, one damage isn't horrendous. It's unlikely to wipe out your entire squad, um, but it would be nasty, uh, certainly, for, for taking off wards. Um, but also as well, I'll say this, these are at random, so you never know which one you're going to get. You, you know, you can get them in, in any order, and as I say, they all, they all do different things. So the Burning Seal does damage, okay, also as well, another example, the Primal Seal. After the seal is opened, lower the tide, so they all seem to be lowering the tide, and give plus one power counter to each creature engaged with a player for each open seal also as well they seem to have a cumulative effect a bit like the shards did in age of assumption where if you had one shard down it was whatever the card effect was for one if you had two it was whatever the card effect was for two two damage or capture two or whatever or two power counters and equally again if you had all three shards um, you would get the effect on the card times three whether it's capture three three power tokens three stuns three damage whatever so they, they seem to have a cumulative effect. We've got damage, we've got power. Um, those, are, those are a couple of examples. Also as well, we've got the, uh, the arcane seal as the third one. I'm not going to go through all five, to be fair, but uh, you can get them off the internet if you want to. And, and to be honest, I'm very sure that you, a lot of you are probably going to and probably going to give this a go. But yeah, another example, arcane seal. After this seal is opened, lower the tide and each player discards one random card from their hand for each open seal. That would be nasty if it was the penultimate one. Discard four cards. Woohoo! Yeah, you know. Uh, but we've got to have a bit of uh, dislike card effects in there. So that's uh, a little taster of, of the seals. Three out of five of them red. You know, as an example, damage, discard. Um, so yeah, that that is uh, that is that for you. Now, winning or losing? Well, we've already discussed how the uh, the conspiracy wins. It wins by opening up these five seals. So players win this adventure by stopping the conspiracy of evil twins. This is done by collaboratively searching the upper six locations for the vault binder artifact. Using it at the Titan's Gate location at the bottom of the Crucible's Ocean, so that's one of the three bottom locations, and spending Amber to permanently put an end to the conspiracy's plot. Players do not forge keys in this adventure. However, the conspiracy does not sit idly by while players undertake this search. During the game, the conspiracy gains amber by reaping with creatures and resolving card abilities. Okay. 
Uh, each time the conspiracy takes a turn, it attempts to open a seal, spending its amber and resolving the dangerous seal effect, and should all five seals be open, the players lose the game. So, that is a brief summary. Not too brief, but still reasonably brief, of how Keyforge Adventure Number 2, The Abyssal Conspiracy, is going to work. So again, it will have its own deck, just like the Kiraken did. You will draw cards from it. If you're playing solo, every creature that comes out is going to fight you. If you're playing two players, you will each have your own distinct battle line. And I, I like this effect of there are locations and you have to move between the locations to find the specific card that you're after. Um, I mean, there are times where you're going to be really lucky and possibly find this Vault Binder uh, quite early, you know, and, and get lucky with it and possibly find the location to use it early. But equally, there are times where um, equally you're not going to be quite as lucky. So um, I think it sounds really interesting. It certainly sounds different than the key racking as well, because the key racking is just racing to the surface, trying to forge keys, um, and you're just trying to kill it, destroy its arms, destroy it as a whole. Whereas with this, um, yeah, you have a battle line, it's going to be impeding you, but you can't try and slow that. The only way you can slow the conspiracy down in this is by stealing amber from them, but you can't raise the tide like you could against the key racken to force the seals to cost more. Um, equally, constantly fighting against it is going to do you no favours. You need to be moving from location to location as quickly as possible to find the the artifact that will win you the game. So... I'm looking forward to playing this one. I did have the key racking on stream. I'm likely to have this one on stream as well. Um, so look out for that. But yeah, as ever, you know, we've got the comments. You can like, you can subscribe. You can get through to me on Facebook, on Twitter, on email. I'd love to hear what you think of it, uh, whether you've played it, if you enjoyed it. Um, pros, cons, ups, downs. Um, and thank you for staying with me through another episode of Coptin's Compod. Um, your company is appreciated and may the forge be with you.